And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Bird to your mother, it's time for another episode of Birds with Friends. Just the trio of feathery brethren, weathering any season to see the Eagles eating teams like Scrammy's Top with cheese. It's Philadelphia, Bo Sheel and Zach kicking it cooler than three penguins till Zach runs off with his valet keys. He's a real nuanced goose. Pull up a branch, get loose. It's time for some juice on some birds with friends. The early bird gets the worm, but prefers getting turned like a turn on some birds with friends. Boshiel and Zach coming at you with steps and things, flapping their wings on. How do you have time to consume all this content? (laughs) You're listening to Dave Spadaro interviews? I I take the morning bike ride, and I listen to Oh, I want to hear more about that, but go ahead. No, the Schuylkill Trail. Really? Wow. Hello, everybody, and welcome to a live on YouTube, 1.34 in the morning, post-game pod, following the Eagles' very unexpected, but well-delivered victory over the San Francisco 49ers. They are 1-2-1, and and in first place in the NFC East, Zach is yawning up a storm, and we've got Shilka Padia. Shiel, how you doing? Uh, you know, I, I don't think I'm not worried about how I'm doing. I am worried about Zberm. I mean, he let out a, a Papa Capadia. You know, my dad, when he yawns, it like, you know, the whole neighborhood uh, is aware. And Zberm let one of those rip right before we got on. So uh, I feel OK. It's not uh, it's not too late. I made a promise. I am, uh, if nothing else, a man of my word. I don't know why I made that promise. It was dumb. Uh, I only spoke for myself. Bo apparently spoke for Marissa and Zach and everybody with his promise. So that's why we're on YouTube right now. Zach, we know that you like the early morning pep. This is our first late night pod. How you doing? Uh, you know, it's, it's always nice seeing the three of you. I enjoy the podcast, but uh, I'm eager to write my column. Like in my head, I'm thinking about what I'm going to write. And I'm, it's it's already it's it's one thirty five in the morning. Uh, and I, you know, all I've, I've done is transcribe. So how am I? I'm like focused on getting this podcast finished and writing. The, the writing part is easy. You transcribed. We will talk through some of the points here. I found that during some of the pods, we would pod first. And then later when I write, I'm like, well, I already talked to, I already know what I think about this. And so now I just got to get it on paper. I agree. That's great when it's like five 30 in the afternoon. All right. But one thirty in the morning. Well, let's get to the good stuff. We got a lot, lot to, lot, lot with this game to talk about. Well, very yeah. quickly, you know, let's 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 apologize to Marissa for having to drag her. You on apologize. Uh, we didn't. No, yeah. no, no. Not Who's I said let's, was this? Let's was the you, royal way. You, yeah. you. Well, as we, well, I mean, we get to all show off our cool sweatshirts, except she'll. Me I got the old school. I got the old school one. Um, I, I back, do want to give a shout out to the YouTube crowd right now because it is one thirty-six in the morning and there is hundred and five people wow. on here watching. So <laughs> we're, we're, thank you. We're like for beating that. our Friday afternoon. You're making it worth it. And yes, I already took 
my contacts out. I, there was a comment. Imagine if we would have done my great idea where I sign on right after the game, Marissa. We could have, who knows? We might have had a thousand people on here. Everybody was fired up. But, you know, Bo, uh, Bo has always has the FOMO. So, you know, he wasn't going to let that happen. Oh, no doubt about that. All right. Let's get to the good stuff because, uh, you know, the Eagles go into this game without pretty much everybody on the roster. And it doesn't matter. Travis Fulham. Alex Singleton carry them through, you know, flashbacks of uh, 2019, the end of that season. Yeah. These, these also rans taking them through and, you know, it was a little bit tighter than it maybe needed to be at the end of the game, but uh, I think no doubt about it, a, uh, you know, an impressive win considering uh, where this team was. Uh, I guess let's start with your, your overall thoughts. Can I start Zach. with the segment? Can I start with this? Can I, can I just hijack it right now? Sure. Yeah. All right. We're, we're going to do a segment called just like I get FOMO. You love to just hijack. Yeah. We're, we're going to, yeah. we're going to start with the segment because I feel like I need this. I feel like mm. our uh, listeners need this. And so we're going to start with a segment called who the hell is that? Okay. <laughs> oh, I, I like this. Okay. Segment Cause uh, this is, this is something called I'm who? answering. Okay. Yes. So my first question, uh, I didn't even know that's how you pronounce his name. It's Fulham. The G H is silent. I think so. No, it right. could be Fulgham. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, as the you know loyal listeners know, when I get into the minute, I like to be able to get mm. the uh, <laughs> pronunciations right. So, all right, let's start with him. Who the hell is Travis Fulham, the player who the, I think this will be known. We can talk about this later. I think this will be known as the Travis Fulham game. But go ahead. Yeah, I can take yeah, that one if you want, Zach. Uh, oh, Travis yeah, Fulham, a, a sixth-round pick of the Detroit Lions in 2019 out of Old Dominion. And he was, he pulled a, an Ortega Whiteside as a rookie. He ran like 30 something snaps, zero catches in his rookie season. Uh, was released at the beginning of training camp by the Lions, claimed by the Packers. Packers then cut him after five days. Then he was claimed by the Eagles. The Eagles at that point had sort of a need for a big body receiver. And he, you know, he did flash a little bit over, over the course of training camp. Jalen Mills said uh, today after the game that he he was bragging about Travis Fulgham for a while uh, like this he hasn't seen this guy drop a single cat a uh, single pass uh, so you know he is a he's sort of like sort of like a poor man's Ortega Whiteside as a prospect but he's already done more than Ortega Whiteside has ever done and the one other thing I can say about Fulgham uh, if you go back to the Senior Bowl airplane etiquette interviews the one thing that was interesting about him was he said he always wants to be on the left side of the plane. He's he's always left side, always left side. Makes his play down the left sideline. So there you go. Did he explain why he liked to be on the left side of the plane? No, but he said it for multiple answers. Huh. He talked about he needs to be on the left side. Now, well, first of well, all, he said he sleeps on his left side, right? He, yeah, he sleeps on his left side. That's one of yeah. They, they, Does he have right. a pillow recommendation for me? I like to sleep <laughs> on my left side. Now you just pronounced his name seven different ways. By the way, you went full on full gum. You, 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 I think it's Fulgham. Yeah, you yeah, did. I mean, you, you did go back and forth. There's there. one thing that I'm well established at doing. It's it's okay. sprinkling different things so that I can claim that I was right. Okay. Now you said he flashed during uh, training camp. If I went back and read every uh, practice observations, how many times would he show up in that in those bad boys? Because I listened to all the training camp pods. I don't remember this guy's name. You know, he, this was certainly no Michael Jacquet. I can tell you that in terms of uh, training camp pods. I know I didn't uh, notice him when I was there. Uh, let me see I, where he, I ranked he, him. He came on later on. He was there the second. He was there the second week of camp. Okay. All right. All right. So that is uh, Travis Fulgham. That is number yeah. one. Zach, you take number Fulham. two. This is uh, uh, who the hell 
is Alex Singleton. Now, this is a guy, you know, you guys have talked about. I know he's been written about. He's not as um, as obscure as Travis Fulgham, but I, I still think a lot of Eagles fans were watching that game today sure. going, who is this guy who Nick Mullins just threw the ball directly to? Did he used to be on the 49ers because Mullins threw it right to him? Now, Seal, I'm I I know you're playing the part of a host right now, and you're doing a good job. Um, and I, I I know what you're doing is is trying to get us to inform the listeners. Yeah, I don't need to inform you though because you've I covered read it all in of Seattle. yeah, of course. No, 2015, yeah, you, 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 yeah exactly. Season, I show up. You know, I go in there. He goes, "Oh, my man, Shiel, I heard about <laughs> yeah. you." He goes, "We're gonna have exactly. a long, we're gonna have a long history together, my friend. This is just the beginning." Yeah, former Seattle Seahawk. Uh, as as far as with the Eagles, he uh, was a CFL standout. I believe CFL Defensive Player of the Year. The Eagles signed him going into camp last year. So last offseason, the 2019 offseason, didn't make the team out of camp, was on the practice squad, got promoted, and was a core special teams player for their uh, on, on special teams last year, really through the end of the year. Did not get in. On defense, though, did not play a defensive snap. And then this year, the Eagles had six linebackers in training camp. He was he was the sixth one, and we didn't know if he was going to make the team because they drafted these other guys. Um, you know, some of these younger linebackers, Davion Taylor, Sean Bradley, but they kept him because of his special teams ability. And he was getting on the field in some four linebacker formations. Uh, what was that last week, I believe? And then T.J. Edwards goes down this week. And the Eagles need him in the game and as as the Mike linebacker. And so he plays Mike linebacker. He's on the field because of, of TJ Edwards' injury. And the ball gets gets thrown right to him. Uh and he said like his heart skipped a beat. Like he didn't say this was a great athletic play. He said he he uh <laughs> it was thrown right to I like him. That. And he basically just, threw it right to me. He said, yeah, yeah, and just and just ran thirty yards to the end zone. But 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 who is he? Former CFL standout, was on the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, a really quick anecdote with him that you will appreciate, Shield. Last year, uh, um, so we talked about this on on the pod last year. I, I yes. Pete Carroll uh, was yes. asked on a conference call about like some like real inspirational thing he told Alex Singleton when he cut him. Like you are an NFL player, you know, you know, you have a future in this league, and it was brought to Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll had no idea who we were talking about. Right, of course not. Oldest yeah. coach in the league. Come on. <laughs> so You know I wouldn't but, remember. Uh, but he'll, he'll, he'll know him now because when he watches those those uh, 49ers uh, uh, film, when he watches the 49ers film, he'll see Alex Singleton running to the end zone. Well, and, you know, we gave we gave the Eagles uh, some guff for uh, keeping Singleton on the roster, not because he didn't deserve to be on it, but because I didn't think that he was going to get claimed by other teams and he was their sixth linebacker. They barely play linebackers. I thought they made the wrong choice in uh, exposing Tongi to waivers and then they could have just called Singleton back up. But uh, you know, he makes, he makes his, he makes his impact. And I mean, it, it was, it was thrown right to him, but the best play a line an Eagles linebacker has made in yeah. how long. Yeah. All right. That's enough Minutech. Go ahead. You can take the show back and uh, lead us. I don't know. It's you're 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 throwing me for a loop. Uh, I feel like you've you've already taken. I'm coming in hot. Listen, when you show up once a year, you do national guy. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, come on. Who the hell is uh, Nick Mullins? Oh no, Uh, he was discovered by Rich (laughs) Gangarol. Yeah, I know. This is a real pyrrhic. This is a real pyrrhic victory for Skango. Like, 
he in order in order to win he has to uh you know he has to kill his creation yeah. Yeah. so there you go uh okay let's get to uh i guess let's let's talk about carson wentz first because yes. it's always about carson wentz right um i thought that he was not great in this game right but he he sort of battled uh he's mm -hmm. still missing a ton of easy throws but uh, it seemed like they did a few things to, uh, you know, make things a little bit easier for him. And, you know, he, he made a couple really big plays. I don't know. Sheil, you, you've been watching quarterbacks around the league all day. How did, how did Carson Wentz look? To oh, okay. I didn't, I didn't know where you were really going with that. You know, I'm not like a, you know, a watching quarterbacks guy, all day. Yeah. Uh, you know, I would say for, there was a point, I think it was in like the third quarter where I thought a lot of it, it wasn't that he looked drastically different, but I was thinking to myself, this isn't a game where like afterwards I'm going to be crushing Carson Wentz because you just looked at who was out there, the offensive line, the supporting cast. I mean, we've talked about all these different things, but I feel like in the previous games, they were pretty specific. Here's what he's screwing up. But I, I mean, you are right. I mean, he still were there throws he missed. Yes, absolutely. He had the that little arrow route to Miles Sanders, like for whatever reason. Every time he cannot throw the ball to Miles Sanders. Yeah, I want to watch that right one now. on uh, on film because the, it was the Texas route, right, where the they were yeah. the announcers are saying the middle of the yeah, field's yeah. open and he runs Wide it, open. and it looked like uh, I I don't know what was behind him, but it looked like that could have been a big play. And so there were plays like that. What really stood out? I, I was looking up some numbers. I was actually able to do some uh, prep because I had some time to kill. So I, I flossed, I brushed my teeth, I came Wolf. down, and you know I was about to. Uh, get started on my Monday routine, which is watch, you know, watching all the games that I didn't get to watching big plays, that kind of thing. But I thought, you know what, we've got an hour to kill before the pod. I'm going to have to write about these teams also. So I might as well do the research now. So uh, I was looking up Carson Wentz's running numbers and uh, last week against the Bengals, that was a career high in rushing yards for Carson Wentz. This was the fourth highest rushing total of his career, 37 yards. But you know, those numbers can be misleading as a guy, you know, when are those yards coming? Do they really mean anything? So I looked up scrambled numbers over the past two weeks. Carson Wentz's EPA on scrambles is higher than any quarterback in the NFL over the last two weeks. So these have come obviously in very big spots. I don't know how many first downs he's picked up. He's converting third downs. He obviously had the, the touchdown run today. And so this did feel like a, at a point, and it felt like this at the end of last week. It was just like, all right, nothing's there. Take off, ram your body into defenders and see what happens. And that's how he's always played. Some people wanted him to uh, tone it down a little bit for fear of injury. Others like the competitive spirit and say, let him cut it loose. But I feel like his legs have obviously been a huge factor the last two weeks. A very small uh, minute question. Does that so does that like disregard like a Lamar Jackson uh, design like called runs. run? Yes. Yeah. OK. Yeah. OK. Just curious. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I thought that you could sort of um, you could sort of sense a little bit of I, I, I overstate this, but like a little bit more joy from Carson Wentz in this game than in some of the other game. I mean, you know, they're in the game, so he's going to be happier. But uh, it seemed like he was he was just into this game a little bit more. I know that that's very subjective, but uh, that's the sense that I got. Yeah. So so I, I really thought it was it was December uh, 2019 Carson Wentz. Like you you look at the stat line at the end of the game. And it's not prolific, but there are 
a few plays throughout the game that are are game changing plays that he makes. You know the the that fourth and four pass to Hightower, the the Fulgham pass, the touchdown run. Um, you know he he. Uh, I I don't want to say it was it was it was clutch, but it was it was tough. Like he he made these tough plays. I give him credit there. I thought that he 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 did enough. Uh, I, I I thought he made do with really an undermanned team all around him. Like their offensive line uh, was missing. Obviously, uh, Jason Peters at left tackle. So Jordan Mailata was the left tackle, but Lane Johnson was off and on. Um, Jason Kelsey missed a few snaps. He was banged up. Uh, so really, there was it was no one on the offensive line that that you expected going into the year, was there the whole game. And then the wide receivers, like we've discussed, Richard Rodgers was like a prominent player in their offense. Big game offense. for Dick Rod. And, and so it's very similar to December 2019, Carson Wentz, and he just found ways to make plays. And that's what he wasn't doing these past two, uh, three weeks. He, he didn't lose them the game. He was he was making winning plays today. Well, well let's, quickly, let's quickly just reset exactly what he had out there. He had... Jordan Mailata making his first career start at left tackle. Who playing should, his first career game, by the way. Who like, should not just start, like who, first time playing. I can I, well for yeah, well, first well, time playing that. extended snaps. Yeah. yeah. What were we gonna say, Sheila? Well, we'll see what the the film shows, but who should be their starting left tackle for the rest <laughs> of the season based on how little I, I remember yeah. seeing him screw up in he his seemed, first game yeah. against a he good defense. Fine. Yeah. I thought he had so. a bad, he had a bad false start on uh, on on a third and short, but go, that's go ahead, perfectly Zach. fine. You know that. Yeah. Well, yeah. So we, so so we should just say real quick before we go to the other ones. If you weren't following the Eagles on Saturday, uh, right. Jason Peters has a foot injury that. So at the uh, the the Bengals game last week, you saw him 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 uh, come off. Uh, they and and Doug Peterson says it was it was, it was fatigue related. That was because all the tests they did came up negative. Then he was absent at practice on Wednesday and Thursday because of an illness. Friday he complained of, of, of foot soreness, which is apparently unrelated to what happened in the Bengals game. He underwent an MRI, uh, so he got put on IR. He's going to miss multiple weeks. But to Shields' point, uh, if I think if they determine my lot is their guy, that multiple weeks just turns out to be the end of the season. Yeah, I think that's very likely. So you've got Mylotta at left tackle. You've got Nate Herbig, an undrafted second-year player, making his fourth career start, his second year, his second start at left guard. Uh, you've got Jason Kelsey. You've got Matt Pryor at right guard, you know, who was uh, benched and basically persona non grata for a while. He's making his uh, second career regular season start at right guard. You've got Lane Johnson, who is, like, injured and playing, I think, probably about 40% of the snaps, maybe 50% of the snaps in this game. And then he's replaced by Jack Driscoll for those other half. Uh, you've got Zach Ertz, who, by the way, looks, I mean, has has done very little this season. And uh, I would say that especially on the field, on the same field with George Kittle, his uh, contract negotiations are not having a great start to the season. Uh, Dick Rod, as you said. And then the wide receivers are Greg Ward, far and away the uh, leading receiver. He of the like, you know, career eight yards per catch. John Hightower, who is, uh, you know, a fifth round pick playing his fourth game. Travis Fulham, who Fulgham, Fulham. Fulham. Uh, and of course an important an important new member of the Ham family, the Hamily, uh, you know, who has uh, making his first career catch. You've got Adrian Killens doing all these these nonsense motion runs 
and he gets his first career catch and uh, a carry for like minus 12 yards. That was so he's, a beauty. He, he's right on the path to Chris Sanders, uh, by the way. Almost knocked um, out of field goal range, or they did until the touchdown pass. Yeah. And you know what's so funny? Uh, like week one, they had all those plays where they had negative plays on uh, first down. They did it again today. Yeah. They just found a way to sort of overcome yeah. it. It's like they're used to this now. But that's who Carson Wentz is playing with. Now, he missed a ton of throws still, like that Sanders one. There was a Greg Ward crossing one he missed. There was a Richard Rodgers one he missed. There's And that, yeah, he sort of floated that one downfield. Yeah. But he found it, you know, he found a way. And I think this is also like we're not really talking about the Niners. The Niners were not very impressive in this game. But I, credit to the Eagles. Like Doug Peterson, again, this team uh, seems to be like counted out. And I'm counting him out. I still don't think this is going to be a great season for them. But. Credit to Doug Peterson for getting this group of uh, mishmash ready to play. Well, yeah, the, the Niners were down their top three cornerbacks in this game, and the Eagles had 267 total yards. So this wasn't a, uh, a fireworks right. show when scoring and yardage and offense is up around the league. Uh, you know, if you just want to look at like EPA per snap, they ranked 22nd out of the 26 teams that have played so far. They had 10 possessions you know, six punts, two touchdowns, a field goal and an interception. So, uh, you know, there will be a lot of sort of different narratives to come out of it. And I'm not going to sit here and be the Debbie Downer because it kind of turned out to be a fun game and there's, you know, little things to talk about and they did win and I thought they were going to get blown out, but, uh, you know, I'm sure we'll get to the defense that certainly played a role in it as well. It seemed like they were trying some, some different things, at least, you know, like you said, but a lot of the things I feel like they tried ended up to be these disastrous plays, but you're, you're like, all right, you know, we talked about a Friday, like empty it out. This is the time, you know, try get Jalen hurts in there. Even if it's going to be like a fumble every other time he snapped the ball, try something, Adrian Killens, even if it's going to be a 12 yard loss, that looks like it's going, it looked like it was like the little like the easiest guy to tackle in the entire league. Uh, so, so yeah. So there were certainly things like that. They go for two, which I'm sure we will uh, get to, but uh, you know, offensively it, it was up and down. They tried different types of things, but they did, uh, like Zach said, it really just came down to a, a few plays like that throw to uh, Travis Fulgham. I mean, that, that's pretty much the game. Like, let, let's be at If he overthrows that, then we're on here talking about how he, he missed this big play. He had an interception early. The offense only produced 267 yards against the team without its three uh, starting quarterbacks. This team stinks. Uh, fire Howie Roseman, fire Doug Peterson. They're going to have a top five pick. So it's just funny how one to two plays like that can really determine what everybody's going to be talking about this week and now the team is in first place but that's i mean and and to your point though that's football like that's what last december was you oh, know that's they, a nice concussion on goalie no no i mean I, I mean last year like like their season was over basically they go into overtime against the giants right and and boston scott pulls out like plays out of his you know just just pulls out. I know it's late, but let's, plays. yeah, let's yeah. You know. plays out of his uh, aware. <laughs> uh, they, 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 they go down to Washington and Greg Ward catches this, this game winning touchdown. Um, you know, Dallas, uh, what was it? Dak Prescott just throws a ball up that, that, you know, Amari Cooper's not on the field and, and, and Sidney Jones makes a play. Uh, there um, it is. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, but, but my point is that like they, you know, it, it's going to come down to these few plays and, you don't need to be like the better team overall. You, you just need to be the better team that day. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's the situation that the Eagles are in now. Clearly, 
they're not a heavyweight. Clearly, they're they're not. I I I would say they're they're not even a good team. But this division is so bad that all they need to do is beat a better team than the other team that day, and they'll win enough games. Yeah, I mean six nine and one, very yeah. well win the division. I, I can't believe they're in first place. This is great. <laughs> it's it's, it's uh, it is crazy when you look at it now. I I do think. Well, go go ahead. No, I was going to ask because you I I, the, the, the two point conversion I thought was very interesting mm. to me. Uh, yes. Doug was it? How about what do you think of Doug? I thought Doug was very mopey, and uh, was this his way of saying? I wonder if this was defiant. my fault. I, I think thought, it's. I, I wonder if this is my fault because I I had the first yeah, question. Yeah, that was yeah. <laughs> and I let it off with a reference to yeah, the Bengals yeah. bunt, which I think put him in a bad. Yeah, I, I should have said I should have just asked more like boilerplate. Why did you decide to go for two <laughs> yeah. and left no, it open? I, I thought it was a fair question. I thought it was phrased fine. I know, but I, I think, needed to get him in a good mood. That was no. I think Doug the went up there. I think Doug went up there with you guys counted us yes. out. You guys are so negative. Like like you shouldn't be surprised that this happens. You know, that's, I, I think that's Doug's attitude there. You know, Doug's attitude's like, you guys thought this was a must-win game. We didn't think it was a must-win game. This is who we are. We can win, you know. We just come out here and win. Um, it's like, I, I really think that's that's Doug's personality with this, that that uh, it's his defiance against us. He definitely went in there with that uh, with that attitude. I was like, "All right, is this? A, did they did they lose? Did, was there an ending that I missed here? Was yeah. there? You know, did something he go on?" He also looked a little his... bit like like Zach does right now, where he just wanted to go to bed. That might be, it. but but you no, know, it's interesting. That's usually dug on Mondays, like uh, at the the Monday at noon press conference. Sometimes Doug just looks like. Like, oh man, just, you know, I just want to sleep in right now. Yeah. Well, Bo, you, uh, you had the first question and I was watching and yeah, you said, you know, we talked about the punt, I know last, punt last week. It, I, I don't think it was bad. I do think if you, if you could have it back, knowing how it turned out, you would have just I, said, I phrased it differently. you went for the, why did you go for the two on the, on the first, you know, you could have said like yeah. that ended up being big. And you know, at the end of the game, why did you end up yeah. going for two? I given him, given him a little bit more of a whiff. Yeah. As yeah to, you know, yeah. he likes to take a whiff, but I think I should have done that but then yeah. i think the next question was like <laughs> i forget i think it was went related it's like we know carson's been really struggling i'm not gonna say he played great but you know he did. <laughs> by that point doug was just like screw you guys yeah. so yeah. It, it was funny as a uh yeah. as a viewer there but why do you think they went have they gone for they've done this before right where they've gone for two on the first possession uh, no. they have done it before okay um, I have to look it up when it was, okay. but they, I think they have done it before at some point. I, I recall, but I mean that's the, that's the what I read from it was like, I don't care what jabronis are out here. Uh, you know, I sent sort of a message last week that I'd like to have back. I'm sending this message hmm. that you know you guys go win this game. Like I believe in you. That and, you know, and like that 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 fourth and four play that wasn't an, an obvious one either. You know that yeah. they no. could have attempted. What was it? A fifty-five yard field goal at that point, uh, and and uh, he kept the offense on the field, even with the skilled guys they had. Through you know through that that slant to a high tower, that's an aggressive play. Where I think yes. if if he if he sends his kicker out there for a long field goal, that would have tied uh, it, it would have given him a one uh, yeah tied it up. Um, yeah, that's that's like a, a certainly reasonable position. 
Yeah, that's why the, yeah. The, the individual plays again comes back, and it's so funny because let's say they don't get that two-point conversion and C.J. Beathard leads the 49ers and yeah. they kick a field goal and the Eagles lose in overtime. That's all we're talking about right now is why did he go for two? Should he have gone for two? What was he thinking? Did he overthink it? All these different types of things. So uh, all this stuff is funny. I mean, the, the Richard Rodgers had like a 23-yard yeah. uh, catch and run on the exact same play that they ran two weeks ago where Richard Rodgers, it, it looked like he was sleepwalking and he didn't get out into his route and Carson Wentz took a sack. And so there are all these, uh, and it's even, the, and that was like the slowest rumbling 23 yards I've ever seen. All I could think about was if they had an athlete right now running this play, I mean, I don't know if it would score. I don't remember what defenders were there, but yeah. but yes, it literally looked like the slowest tight end in the NFL was getting 23 yards. So not uh, good call. But I, I mean, even with like my right. It goes back to what we've been talking about for two years where sometimes you give the young person a chance and see what happens. Now, who knows? Maybe on Wednesday after we watch the film, we'll say, all right, it wasn't that great. They were helping him a lot, all these different types of things. But when I watch a guy like Richard Rogers still, it's like, come on, you know, and this was his best game as an equal. So I'm thinking let's get a younger athletic guy out there and maybe they can capitalize uh, on some of these plays. But yeah. I mean, it's crazy. Not only is he both, is he like incredibly unathletic and slow? He also can't block. So I don't really know what he's bringing yeah, to the table at all. I'm not really uh, sure. Game situation wise, I give you know I give credit Doug for the two, and and I give him credit for going for fourth and four. I did not like the way they handled that last offensive possession at all. Oh, how could you? Um, Is that controversial? Well, yeah, but it was really bad. Yeah, I mean, with, with two with one with two minutes and one second left, you know you're getting the the uh, two minute warning. You gotta you gotta throw the ball there because a first down ends the game. You if you pick up even if it's a you know a classic Eagles offense five yard pass like that's a much better play than handing it off to Corey Clement that's that's weak um, where was and Boston then, Scott I, I'm, I'm sorry uh, Miles where Sanders. was where Miles was Miles they yeah, do not then, trust Miles I mean unless there's an injury that I don't know about when I'm watching that I'm thinking they don't they think he's at the most at risk to fumble the ball here and they're they don't want to risk that right now yeah, I guess so. That's crazy if that's the case. Unless, I figured there's there an must injury. have been some maybe kind of tweak. Injury. That's yeah. Because they they went both Clement and, and Bosco, yeah. I thought made yeah. that uh, curious. And then yeah, and then the third down like rollout just take a sack was it's just I mean that it was basically it was the equivalent of the punting in overtime. It was like, you know, we're we're, we're not going to try to go win this game. But, you know, the defense held up. We can get. To, we haven't talked about the defense yet because yes, uh, the yes. defense deserves a lot of credit. But well, just quickly on that that situation, I thought was pretty bad. Yeah. No. I mean, that's another uh, process versus results thing. Because right. if the 49ers score a touchdown at the end, then I'm absolutely on here crushing them for being so conservative on that series. And yeah, just to hammer your point home, you're saying they should have thrown on first down because there was 201 left. So even if it's an in, in incomplete, mm -hmm. the clock's going to stop. Regardless, right. it's not like you're wasting, you know, you're not forcing the 49ers to use clock. So, yeah, you, you know, you run with Corey Clement, Boston Scott, and then I don't know. I mean, I don't know why they couldn't just run. A, what was it? Third and I don't remember what it was. It was thir third and third and nine, I think, third and yeah. nine. But I mean, you've got plays in your playbook for third and nine. So it was very much just don't make a mistake. And then he ends up like if he would have just taken a knee, it would have been better. I mean, they're actually losing <laughs> yardage uh, on, yeah, the, on that play. I know he doesn't want to uh, throw an incompletion. So, yeah, I didn't like that. That was the one thing that kind of went against the other things you've we've talked about before. How about John Hightower on a fourth and four? 
I mean, unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. Game on the line, John Hightower. Mm -hmm. They're calling his number. Like, I think that, I mean, they're picking, they're literally picking a guy off. So John Hightower can be the first read on a fourth and four with the game on the line. Well, what a funny, I mean, what a funny sequence that was. They pick up the fourth and four and then, <laughs> and then they get pushed back. And then they get pushed back again. <laughs> then they pick that up on a penalty and then they get pushed back again. And then the the completion to to Fulham, and I do think that like the the one of the lessons from this game for uh, for Doug and the offense is that you have to take these shots downfield. That was the one of only two shots they took downfield the entire game. The other one was the floater downfield to Richard Rodgers that was broken up. I think not a very good pass by Wentz, but uh, that was the the longest the second longest completion they've had all season long after the Rager. Their second longest completion they've had since week six of 2019 uh it's like the only they, they only took two shots downfield all game they only took uh two shots downfield last week and no shots downfield against the rams you hit on one of these plays yeah. and it changes everything they had to bog their way down all game long this was like the bog bowl and all it takes is if you hit if, if you take like four or five shots downfield you hit one of them or you get a pass interference that that changes the entire efficiency of this of this you know normally garbanzo beans offense i think the uh the fascinating what if for this game offensively is if doug if doug doesn't take the penalty on uh what was it two plays before the touchdown boston scott had the 17 yard game yeah it would have been third and five at the 22 i believe yeah but you never do that but i'm saying but you but you're in field goal range there so like you know if 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 he if he doesn't take the penalty, uh, you know, you know, he's he's basically taking 17 yards, okay, to to get you in in in, in comfortable field goal range. He took the first and ten. You always um, take the first, though. That's a no brainer. Yeah, I thought the announcers well, were going like making that to be a much tougher decision than it actually yeah. was. I mean, given well, but but then the thing is, so, so then the then the first play after that, Jalen Hurts uh, misses right. the you know, and then they're they're knocked out of field goal range, right? Yeah. So, so that, you know, one sack, one penalty, whereas if you have a third and five at the 22, you have a shot to convert it. And if not, you're in comfortable field goal range. So I, I agree that you take the first down there, but I don't think it's, it's like a, a no brainer situation when you're looking for points. Yeah. That, that sequence really was wild. <laughs> I mean, conversion lost the 12 on this Adrian Killens. Yeah. <laughs> I have to go back and watch that uh, illegal contact. Like you said, accept the penalty, bad snap to Hertz where hurts. I, I don't know if, if Kelsey had asked him something, but the camera like zoomed in on Hertz's face, looking at Kelsey, like, come on, man. I get like three plays a game. I know. And you just snap. <laughs> it, was this like, one. It, was, it was, it was like, he was like, why are you snapping it bad to me? Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. He did not look happy. Maybe I don't know. Maybe no. that was his leadership uh, showing up. But then I, I want to hear, um, you know, we this can be the last thing on, on the offense, unless there's anything else. I want to hear from you guys about what Wentz and Fulgham said on that play. But uh, I don't know if you guys saw the next gen stats on that bad boy. And it speaks to what you're saying, Bo, that it, you don't need to have a, you know, this amazing play where Deshaun Jackson has five yards of separation. He had 0 0.8 yards of separation. He was a yard and a half away from the sideline. And according to next gen stats model, that completion had a 24.5% chance of being completed. So uh, that was a fantastic throw from Wentz and not one that we've seen him make uh, 
this year. And so it was great that he let it rip. And it was great that, you know, just exactly where he placed it. They showed on NBC when he had to throw that ball and it just landed right in Fulgham's hands. Well, and to that point, Fulham said he lost that ball in the lights initially (laughs) and then picked it back up because it was such a perfectly thrown ball. It hit him, it hit him uh, right in the breadbasket. And it also, also to your point, uh, you know, stepping and firing. That was the second quickest release of the night mm, for Carson Wentz. Okay. So uh, there you go. A downfield shot. You, 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 you dial one up. They only ran that play once in practice uh, and they hit on the two. So two for two on Wentz to Fulham. Now that day and, when nobody was at the, that day, when all their wide receivers were, it was, was Fulgham the only wide receiver at practice that one day? The only, well, well no, he was no, on he the practice on the squad. So oh, he wasn't even. That, yeah. So that day there was only one guy uh, from the 53. Okay. And that was Greg Ward. Right. Uh, now, interestingly, and I, I saw Bo was, was talking about this on, on Twitter on Saturday. Uh, so they, they signed Fulgham to the 53 they called up the Deontay Burnett. There's a little roster machination there. And Minute. I call it yeah, and, Machination. And so, and so <laughs> the uh, the argument for that is that if you if you like Burnett more, then don't sign him to the fifty three because then you're gonna have to cut him at some point and he's exposed to waivers. If you just call him up and you bring him back down, he's not exposed to waivers. So the thought and this is a perfectly reasonable thought based on the way they played in camp and the way the Eagles have operated during the past few weeks is that Burnett was higher than Fulgham in their eyes. But uh, but I don't think that's right. Okay. That's what that's what I, how I read it too. But judging on the way they played, that's not what the case was. Exactly. They that's more. Not, yeah, yeah. That's my point. Yeah. And and I think the reason for that uh, is that you know last week when they had Burnett playing a lot, Ward had to play on the outside. Mm-hmm. And Burnett played on the inside. And this way, when they're in 11, Ward can play in the slot. And you just, you know, Fulham is a fuel game, is a, is a warm body on the outside. I think that's the reason they did that, to keep, to keep Ward in the slot. So, so, so let me ask you this, too. Uh, next week, let's say Alshon's not ready yet, but JJ's ready. Bet. Okay, but JJ's ready. But JJ, I mean, Travis Fulgham has literally done yeah, more so, for the Eagles exactly. than so, so, JJ played ever his has. way into so the Eagles Hall of Fame tonight. Does, as does, far as I'm no, does, does Fulgham Ring get of those honor, snaps? Maybe. Does Fulgham get those snaps or does JJ get those snaps? Fulgham. I think he gets them. You think he Fulgham earned them? Gets them? Okay. And you know what's funny is, you know, he's, he's wearing 13. It's Sunday night football. Carson throws a game-winning ball right in his breadbasket. This time, number 13 catches the ball with everybody watching. Oh, a little Nelson slander. What did Nelson do to deserve that? Yeah, wow. Nelson <laughs> I mean, just threw, I mean, he's just at home right now, you know. He's sore from – You think he's watching? Yeah. He's probably on here. We, yeah, yeah, we have a lot of – Bo, I'll read some comments then maybe if you want to get to the uh, – Go for it. Get, get to the reads we have to do here. Uh, Zeberm looks like a hostage. Somebody says, uh, hold up the newspaper, Zach. Nathaniel says, bunch of sickos awake for this. Go birds. (laughs) Uh, this is torture for Zebra. 
people are uh, people are pointing out that she'll actually i, I actually uh, seemed excited for this part of all yeah that has my normal misery <laughs> so, <laughs> that, that, that's been uh, echoed in here quite a bit oh come on someone's surprised they showed up that come on that hurts my feelings no uh, man I'm, of his word yeah i'm missing the dress code i'm bringing the old school crew neck the crew neck is cool you know i don't yeah. even i had to the give cool that neck. i had to give that hoodie to my wife actually it shrunk you know so the crew neck has okay. crew neck has uh, stayed true. If anyone from the athletics is watching, you know, send me a little size up on that uh, on that bad boy. Uh, I'm up working Zberm. You can do it. Uh, I, no, I know I can. Okay. It's just when this pot. Yeah, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm we going to bed at, at like five or six today. By the time I finish the story, I'll be up later than that. So. Okay. Uh, hey, I got two podcasts to edit too. So. Yeah. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Got to be up for work in five hours YOLO. See, someone's someone's tuning in, uh, even though they've got to be up for uh, work. Okay, Bo, you want to actually, actually one last thing I wanted to get to on the uh, before we get to the defense. Uh, there was the question about why only one second went off the clock on the uh, onside kick there. Yeah. Talking about, uh, I think the football zebras uh, tweeted out that if a, I didn't know this rule, but if a guy just sort of jumps on the ball like that, like Rich Rod day, I did think of, uh, uh, of Lila, my four-year-old, the way he was hugging that ball hurt. That's like Lila and blue guy, man. Did you see Rich Rod? I've never seen a guy like hug the ball like that on an onside kick. I mean, he was really having a, uh, uh, a nighttime snuggle up moment right there, but in those situations, only one second goes off the clock. So if the person's not, you know, running or anything like that, that's why that was the case. I know people were wondering if the Eagles got screwed there. Man, Zach has never looked less interested in anything I've ever said. <laughs> Bo, you better. But where did Bo, oh, where Bo, Bo go? Bo, Bo's gone. Bo's out of here. Bo can't bail out. This right. is his idea. All right. Bo, yes. Bo. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Marissa, any word from Bo? Do we know what happened to Bo? Nope. No. I messaged okay. him. All right. We'll see. I'll, I'll, I'll text him. No, hey, don't worry. Listen, we can have fun with this. We don't need to, you know, we don't need to bother him. Uh, now, I will say for everybody listening, watching, I mean, if there's one time to subscribe, un unsubscribe, rate, review, send this link to, you know, your your favorite, uh, your favorite friend, Eagles fan friends. Uh, so that we can kind of bump up the, the rankings. If I don't see us bumping up the rankings tomorrow, uh, I'm not going to be happy. Some other comments here. Uh, Zach, they want to know if the Eagles win the Super Bowl. Will you stream an all-nighter? Uh, will I stream it? Like, yeah, like we'll like just stream you like all, all night. <laughs> While I'm writing? It might no, be it's I mean, like a radio writing, 
Yeah, no, okay. I mean, I I will do a, a long podcast, but I'm <laughs> I'm, I'm judged uh, okay. I'm judged based on my story, so okay. I would really focus on my stories. Uh, someone said, I got this garbanzo Bo's beans back. computer battery. Oh, both back. <laughs> okay. Uh, someone said Marissa is going to send us an SOS through the reflection on her glasses. <laughs> yeah, I like that. I, one. I think that. Uh, yeah, I think Zebra. Where do you get your hair cut? I agree. It's looking good. Two o'clock in the morning. It's looking great. You, uh, you want to give I someone a shout it. out? No, okay, all right. Yeah, all right. Uh, yeah, uh, Diego, <laughs> the king of shape. Oh, 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 I like that. Very good. All right, why don't we talk about the defense? Uh, what I thought was a pretty inspired performance, both from uh, the defensive line, and you know what I what I thought really stood out to me just from watching it on TV was uh, for the first time this season you saw some real like swarm tackling and guys rallying to the ball. Now the defensive line was great, but that was the thing that sort of stood out to me on TV. Zach, I know you are uh, focusing a little bit more on the defense. What, what did you think? Yeah. So really the, the, uh, the, the negative plays. So five sacks and three and, and, and three takeaways. We've spoke about the takeaways. The defense hasn't had one all year going into this game. Uh, three crucial ones, like three game changing takeaways. Yeah. The Roddy McLeod one, the Roddy McLeod interception uh, took away a scoring drive for the, for the 49ers. They were in the red zone at that point. Or uh, then, then Cravon LeBlanc's um, uh, his strip sack set up a, a, a score for the Eagles. Uh, Cravon LeBlanc, who we spoke to on Friday, Bo, do you want to just fill in what he said? Yeah, well, what was you that had great some fun quote? With it. Nobody can put a bottle cap on how far my wings can spread. Yes. So, like yeah. but so uh, a quick aside to our listeners, um, I think Cravon was just like he was just talking the way he normally talks. Okay. And so Bo asks him today, it, it's, it, it was like a birds with friends episode where, you know, he thinks everyone, where like Bo thinks everyone's in on the joke and uh, <laughs> Bo's first question to Craven yeah. was, I don't want to put a bottle cap on you. I don't want to put a bottle cap on your wings or something, something like that. And Craven's like, and Craven's no reaction. At him like, like, yeah. Like, well, what's like also no funny about that, what's also funny about that is I'm writing about the Fulgham thing. So I'm trying to get a question in on him, yeah. and I don't get it. I don't get called on. And the next person up, they say, "Okay, it's, uh, Jordan Mailata is coming to the podium." Bo, you get first question, and then up on the screen pops Cravon. So I gotta, you know, I, I'm 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 not prepared for a question for him. Yeah. I throw out the bottle cap. Oh, I'll have to. Yeah, I'll just, definitely have to look at these this video. Yeah. You know, the guy's just so played funny, like a 60 minute game. His but he's doesn't know where he is. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. He had no expression. It's just, yeah. it's just uh, the bottle cap with the wings. But well, so anyway, so he makes a big play there, and then we all know about Alex Singleton's play, and then the sacks. And 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 look, I gotta, I gotta give, I gotta give a credit where it's due. I've been hard on Jannard Avery ever since uh, he was Eagles great. Fired him. He showed up tonight. Like he was, he was tougher than the block. Howie Roseman's and, like walking onto the team playing tonight, like Vince McMahon, just like <laughs> strutting because he's, he's like uh, just walking over, taking a big whiff of Jannard Avery's armpit. Like, just fantastic. And then I, I, I hope I'm not speaking out of line here, um, but we we got a message from uh, a San Francisco reporter tonight uh, asking uh, how did Derek Barnett do against Trent Williams. Uh, before and the reason he's asking is because Derek Barnett had a game against Trent Williams. Like, a, it was the best Derek game Barnett, of his career. Yeah, he he looked exactly like the number fourteen overall pick that the Eagles were hoping that they drafted. Uh, big game by him. And then the interior, I, I I thought I thought Malik played decently. 
Hargrave, um, this was, I mean, obviously yeah. his best game, uh, which isn't yeah, saying Fletcher much, but he was all over the place. Yeah. So Ridgeway so had a really- Ridgeway had a very funny looking sack where it, you know it was when he just sort of fell on the guy. It was kind of funny looking. And and Josh Sweat got got on, on onto the stat sheet as well. Your boy. Uh. So yeah. So I, I I thought that the Eagles won the game at the line of scrimmage. Yeah. Five sacks. Fifteen quarterback hits. Uh. In terms of EPA per snap, they had the third best defensive performance of any team uh, this week. So it's a sort of a much different story. Then the offense, yeah, Barnett was killing Trent Williams. So I think Trent Williams has been playing great for them. Yeah, people are so really talking about how great yeah, he's been playing. Yeah, so far this season. So, bar, I mean, he was giving him, Dalka, you know, the bull rush and all kinds of stuff. So that was interesting to watch. Uh, Jim Schwartz, I want to give Jim Schwartz credit because I, you know, crushed him two weeks ago against the Rams when I thought McVay uh, ate his lunch. And today, Schwartz kind of ate Kyle Shanahan's lunch. I mean, I know they're dealing. I, I don't know how much you can do with a uh, with a Nick Mullins playing like that. But still, like there were plays in that game. There was that stunt early on that led directly to the Avery mm-hmm. and the Hargrave sack. Uh, I thought they, you know, for the most part, had a solid game plan. I'm sure we'll get to the Kittle stuff here. But uh, Avery had the pressure that led to the Rodney McLeod interception. Josh mm-hmm. Sweat sack that that killed the drive. Crave uh, on LeBlanc had the sack fumble. And then, of course, like you mentioned, uh, Alex Singleton with the pick six. So uh, they allow 417 yards, which is, you know, when CJ Beathard came in and went up and down the field a couple times, that's going to juice that a little bit. Uh, 11 possessions, four punts, three turnovers, three touchdowns, and the turnover on downs. This was one thing I thought was interesting is that Nick Mullins, you know, the expected completion percentage stuff, his expected completion percentage was over 75% which was the third highest of any starter. So there mm. were, you know, he was making throws that uh, he missed a couple of really bad yeah, throws. That yeah. You would think like an average starter would make, but uh, you know, we say the same thing about Carson Wentz though. That's true. You take those breaks as you get them. Well, the kill thing was pretty funny. So he finishes with 15 catches for 183 yards and a touchdown on 15 targets. So they were uh, 15 for 15 throwing to him. And he had 183 yards of the 338 passing yards, so more than the rest of the team combined. And it's funny looking back on, you know, the Jalen Mills smirk answer during the week. Like we got a, <laughs> oh, we we got a plan for George Kittle. Turns out the plan was let him get whatever he wants and try to stop everybody else. Yeah, I think they were going with the uh, the opposite. Belichick. I think that was Nate Gary's answer actually. Oh, Gary, you're right. Oh, was it, was yes. it Gary? I thought, oh, it was, I thought it was Mills. No, I think it was Gary, which was okay. even worse, right? Yeah, I think you're right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Belichick always gets the, you know, take away their best thing. Uh, let their yeah. best thing do whatever they want. The rest of their guys are going to Take stay. away everything else, yeah. Yeah. By the way, this was um, uh, what Shield just said. It was before you guys were on the beat. But uh, 2016, With? actually against, against the Falcons. <laughs> um, the Falcons went to the Super Bowl that year, right? And, and, and Kyle Shanahan was the offensive coordinator. And they were really good coming into here. And uh, Jim Schwartz and, and and Julio had this huge game against the Eagles. And Jim Schwartz uh, said in the following in the press conference the following week was like, "Yeah, our plan was like let Julio get his. Don't let anyone else on the on the team beat us." Huh. Um. And uh. And it, it, it and the Eagles had the best defensive performance that year against the Falcons of any team. I I, I believe. So I don't know if that, that was actually Schwartz's strategy tonight. Was like. <laughs> Like now, now Brandon Ayuk had a terrific run. Uh, Debo didn't do as as much as I. I don't know how much he played. Yeah, I would like yeah. to see his snap counts. I don't think he was out um, there a ton. But uh, yeah, but I mean, outside outside of Kittle, like Bo said, the other guys didn't really beat him. 
Well, how about that two point uh, conversion that that and the, the one the 49ers had to try? Yeah, I mean, what is better? I I wanted to see another replay because it really looked like he could have walked backwards with his eyes closed into the end zone and instead he flips it to Kittle and I think Kittle's face was like what are you doing dude I thought you were just about to run into the end zone and so I don't know who to blame for that one but that obviously ended up being a big play that doesn't get counted in the official stats someone was asking well he was 15 for 15 uh what happened there but uh that last drive yeah the defensive line dominated I mean Brandon Graham knocks an official over Jannard mm-hmm. Avery with a big hit. How about, that, how about like how soft is that official? Let's, he was selling I mean, it a little bit. Yeah, it didn't look that. I mean, I, far be it for me. I'm a very, you know, uh, I get injured getting out of bed. I'm very, I'm a very frail person. I'm very weak, but uh, I don't know. I think I could have gotten off. From that was home. pretty soft. Yeah. And then the game that, you know, and it's, a, it's a huge play because it stops yeah. the clock. Uh, so yeah, that was pretty, that was pretty nuts, but yeah, you say I, that like, yeah, I mean, Brandon, a 260 pound guy <laughs> runs into you and you're saying, oh, that's a soft official. You know you're the I guy thought- who said you wouldn't cry or whatever. If you, if you, <laughs> if you got hit in the football game, <laughs> what was that like three months? It was like last year that really stuck with you. <laughs> yeah, seriously. You had that like in your holster, ready to fire. I don't know. Oh, man. It was also funny watching that play on replay because it was Brandon Graham. It looked like he went out of his way to hit the ref. Like, it was I, nowhere near the play. He just I, sort th- of... I thought it was poor spatial awareness from the <laughs> ref. I mean, like, this huge guy is right. He's not far from you. <laughs> it should have been right in his periphery. It was like he was trying to draw a foul. No wonder the officiating sucks so <laughs> yeah, so elsewhere on, on on the defense, uh I I thought the linebackers didn't play particularly well except for Singleton's interception. Um, I didn't trust the then, guy to see what's happening on the field. <laughs> if he can't see Brandon Graham right next to him. Also, Graham's like the, the loudest player. Know. You know he was probably yelling something. <laughs> <laughs> you could smell him coming. Uh, we should note that uh, Jalen Mills started at cornerback tonight, moved from safety to corner. Uh, Kayvon Wallace got the start at safety. So we were wondering how the Eagles were going to approach it without Avante Maddox in the lineup. It was it was moving Mills over. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm interested to see uh, how Kayvon Wallace looked on film. He missed, I think, a couple tackles, but he didn't seem terrible. I mean, everyone will. I think if you if you isolate the 15 Kittle plays, everyone's going to look like they're the worst player in the league. Yeah. And the rest of them, aside from the Ayuk one, they will probably look fine. But it didn't seem like they threw at Jalen Mills. I mean, I guess Mullins yeah. wasn't really throwing at anybody. I mean, it was just like get the ball out of his hands and he was being pressured there. Uh, Darius Slay, that was an unbelievable. That could have been a touchdown on the Hail Mary, I feel like. That was a great play by him. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah, I, I thought Beth threw a good ball, and I think the Eagles are actually fortunate that Darius Slay is not more injured right now because it's a Mike tough, McGlinchey, tough SOB now. Yeah, Mike McGlinchey hit him right in the knee. Like, like that's that that could be a a, a hyperextended knee. That could be a bone bruise. That there could be a lot that was, and Slay was right back in the game. Twice, twice back to back weeks. Now he's had to leave mm-hmm. with an injury and, and come back. Yeah. 
that that play, the Hail Mary from the from the TV angle, it looked like as it was coming down after it was tipped, like it was about to fall into the the chest of the the 49er who was on the ground. Oh, the guy on the ground. Yeah. 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 Definitely had a chance. Yeah. It, it was uh it was almost visions of uh of the Super Bowl there with the uh, with the last play, but I don't think at first I was like, why aren't they just batting it down? But the ball was, I think it was Kittle. It was like in Kittle's hands, right. And Slay sort of knocked it out mm. and then he just tried to get his hand on it again and it popped up again. But uh, anyway, as you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Can I give you guys my grouse? Sure. I hope it's who I think it should be. Well, the grouse for this game. I mean, we are, uh, we are seven months, I think, now into a pandemic that has killed like 200,000 plus people in this country, let alone around the world. I'm going to go blow my nose real quick. That laughter (laughs) got me. I'll be right back. The president is in the hospital uh, with the coronavirus because he and his cronies don't take this stuff seriously and like performatively pretend like it doesn't exist. The league has had to postpone two games this week because of it. I'm sorry, but uh, like this, the idea that like wearing a mask is a novelty and something to make fun of is ridiculous and oh, yeah, inappropriate. I yeah. Yeah. And I think the the broadcast did a really bad job. Wah, wah, That's my, my grass. My ears hurt. Wah, wah, wah. Yeah, no, I I actually agree with that. I and um, I thought Michelle, you, you look great with even with the mask. Yeah. Are they aware <laughs> that kids are going to school and wearing masks for like? You know, six hours a day with less complaints. I mean, unbelievable. Ridiculous. Yeah. It's I mean, not hard. <laughs> when he said his ears hurt, I was like, dude, move on. No one cares. This is like, this is normal life right now. This is, it's not like, it's not a novelty. And, and uh, it's, it's one of those things that I think they were like hyper aware about. It just, just don't have to stand up before, right? You know, like if 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 you don't want to be seen in it, don't have to stand up before. Just yeah, they didn't. Right it didn't need to be a talking point. It's like, yeah, right. exactly. That's that, everyone that's what, watching I, I like, sees other people in masks all day long. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like the only reason they were talking about it is because we saw them in it. If if they just did the game yeah. in the masks, we wouldn't have have have, uh, have noticed. I but think. also, even if we do see it, like Shield said, like that's what we're seeing. That's what we should be oh, seeing I agree. every day. I so agree. like, yeah. So, I just so thought it was a, I thought it was an unnecessary talking point. 
Like it was. Yeah, I it totally. Was just, it's too. Yeah, yeah, too cute. So, anyway. Then uh, again, who are we to talk about unnecessary talking points? Well, that's right? certainly fair. Yes. Uh, all right. What else? Uh, what else we got to get to? I know. I know Zach wants to get out of here, but. I know Shield wants to stay and hang around for a couple hours. No, I think we got to, uh, you know. Yeah, I, first place. I mean, we should acknowledge, you know, like first place in the NFC East. Well, all right, let's let's go to that now. Let's let's end with that. How does this change your, you know, I think yeah. last week we were giving our record predictions about what we thought they were going to be. How does do the events today? It's not just them winning, but it's the uh, Cowboys losing. Yeah. Giants losing again. Washington losing again. How does this change your view of the season going forward? So I, I had the chance to watch that Cowboys game today, and uh, and that defense looks broken. Right? Yeah. I don't know if if, if if there's like a quick fix for that. Um, so they're gonna have to be in those, and they've been in shootouts. It's it seems every week, you know, because we've been in the Eagles press box and they've come on against Seattle and they've come on against Atlanta. Um, so yeah, so I I, uh, I I guess they're gonna be. In, in those shootouts, and they have that, that great offense. But at one and three, and they're going to lose some games here, uh, I certainly think that um, that they're, they're not going to run away with the division. And I think Washington and the Giants are, are bottom-of-the-league teams. So I think the Eagles are absolutely in conversation for the division. Now, I don't think the Eagles are a top-six, top-seven team in the, in the NFC, but I think that if, if they can – Either beat Dallas or, or split with Dallas, um, then uh, then they'll be in the conversation in December, just like they've been the past few years. Yeah, I would say check, we have quick quick fan check in. We have fans checking in. Uh, we have a South Korean fan. We oh, have yeah. a, a fan uh, from Australia here. Uh, Aussie, like... Okay, sorry. What were you going to say, Bo? Um, I would say that. I still think that the Cowboys are favorites to win the division, uh, you know, just because even though their defense is broken, they have, they have a, a working explosive offense and that matters more. Um, however, I really do think that it's going to like, I think seven wins is probably going to win this division. Um, this game doesn't change that much about what I think about the Eagles uh, 2020 team in a, uh, in a macro sense. But if Carson Wentz is a little bit less broken and, you know, this this was like turnover wise, this was sort of a fluky game. You're not expecting the Eagles to get three turnovers every week. But uh, if the defensive line is going to be this dominant on a, you know, close to week in, week out basis. There's upside. I think they can certainly win the division. Uh, you know, they could they could get to seven, seven, eight and one. I think that's really you know, the crazy thing is that tie could be the difference. It's true. It really could. Right. Um, and and what is what is unfair about that is that if that happens, it's going to be like, oh, what a masterstroke it was for Doug to take no, the tie. It wasn't. You I didn't did. have to punt to take the tie. You could have still exactly. gone for it, and there was still a good chance you would have tied. Exactly. The most likely outcome either way was going to be a tie. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but I would say, uh, I mean, if you were an Eagles fan, it's one of those things. Like, is it worth it to be? Uh, seven, eight, and one, and win the division, and I think it probably is. It's always worth it to get into the playoffs. But no matter what happens, the uh, the performance the rest of the of this of the year should not paper over, you know, what we have already sure. seen about the broken foundation on this team. Sure, you're right. Deal? And the one other thing I I I would, and I'm curious, our national reporters 
opinion on this, but this is something we all looked at pretty closely. Uh, it seems to be a good year for rookie wide receivers, and it's just going to put Jalen Rager under the spotlight here. Now we can't; it's too pre- it's it's premature to even evaluate Jalen Rager, um, you know, and he has the injury, and, and we'll see how the season goes. But you watch that game on Thursday night; Jerry Judy looked outstanding. Um, you saw you saw Ceedee Lamb, Justin Jefferson two weeks in a row here, and he's doing it from the outside, which was kind of the concern. Uh, Brandon Ayuk, like, athletically looks mm-hmm. looks looks really good. Um, and uh, CeeDee Lamb? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, CeeDee Lamb obviously looks great. Henry Ruggs was hurt. Um, but uh, it, it just, it's it's going to call into question this, this traffic if Rager does not work out. Let's move on, fellas. Quick re- recap at 156. If we are doing a podcast... How does this harm you? Do you not know how to turn off your computer? Yeah, Come you on, OJ. Sleep and... I mean, really, what are you doing, OJ? Come on. Yeah, he's let's, probably let's, looking for the real killers. Let's be better than that. Uh, on, a, on a bright note, if you want to do a half glass full with uh, Raker, you could say all these rookie receivers, they didn't need a, you know, an offseason. They're contributing right away that maybe he gets back healthy and really gives the offense uh, offense some juice. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I mean, I, I'm mostly... I mean, he, and he looked good in, when he yeah, was healthy. Yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah. so... I'm mostly where you guys are. I mean, they definitely could lose the next two to the Steelers and Ravens. I think they're eight-point underdogs uh, next week at Pittsburgh, and uh, I would imagine they would be at least uh, you know touchdown underdogs against the Ravens, even though that game is at home. So uh, it's one win, but I think when you say would fans rather have them be in the playoffs or not be in the playoffs, I mean, I think the way fans will be feeling when they listen to this and Monday, like it's the point of a football season yeah. is to have a team that's into it that gives you a reason to watch mm-hmm. every week late into the season. So I think that would certainly uh, be the preference. Yeah, I mean, they lose the next two games and then they have the Giants. Let's say they win that game. Then you go and you go in to play the Cowboys. You're two, four and one and you're probably playing for first place again. Correct. So it's going to be the same year for like a decade. Just <laughs> <laughs> Everyone yep. says the like, team. Can't, it can't be any worse than last year, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. nobody believes in us. Nobody believes in us. And then all, yeah. all of a sudden, there's some late yeah. Cowboys game. Well, yeah, maybe that was the. Maybe this was just a genius start to the season for the Eagles because they're they have learned that they're not able to play until they're completely out of it and everybody's injured, and so they just got to that point quicker this year it's on true. purpose. It's it's true. It's like, uh, and it, it bothers me so much when I hear the nobody believes in us because like <laughs> you you're you're o two and one. Are they supposed to be planning parades for you right now? Yeah. Like what's what's the yeah? This is a good comment from uh, D Train says every time Zeberm is looking at his phone, I'm sure he's texting contacts at ESPN the Inquirer to see if they need an Eagles writer without podcasts required. <laughs> oh, I. <laughs> I, I came here. I came here, right? Like I, yeah, but you uh, didn't really want, know what you were getting into. That's where I want to be. I I did not know fully the podcast responsibility. I, I, I love the podcast, except when it's uh, 2.40 a.m. By so, the way, quickly, I got, a, uh, I got an Instagram message yesterday from Zach's lovely wife telling me that uh, – I hope that, I think she said that this was okay if I said this, telling me that yeah, uh, she, me she, she, made, she made Zach put the phone away. Uh, so that he could get some rest, but I was then in charge of letting her know if something happened that he needed to know about. Oh. which way too much responsibility for me. Yeah, because you yeah. could really take that in many different directions. I feel yes. like, uh, yeah, that's. Pre- and pre- what's yeah, funny said, is, and and, and so I, t- I, I, so they put Peters on IR, 
And I'm like, it, it, this was a few hours after the initial message. So I figured you might have already had your phone. And I said, uh, you know, yeah, just just so you know, it's not worth like waking him up for. But but they put Jason Peters on IR. And then I go to Twitter and like Zach has already tweeted about it. Yeah, yeah, it was it was uh, it was a point of contention. <laughs> I have trouble putting my phone down too, Zach. So thank I you, Marissa. Yes, you need exactly. to like lock it away. Exactly. This it's football season. This is my job. That's why we're doing podcasts at two forty in the morning. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, any last words before my computer dies again, Marissa? How are you holding up? I'm doing good. I don't okay. think. Okay. I'm actually thinking about having a bowl series. There you go. <laughs> so the uh, the next primetime game is, I believe, the Giants Thursday nighter, right? Mm. Uh, in Ooh. in uh, two and a half weeks. Mm. <gasps> might be that might, might be uh, paternity leave for me. Mm. Oh. oh, no. Right. Then, then I was just going to say I won't be making any promises to join that one. But if Bo's <laughs> out of here, then I have no choice. That's your favorite. Yeah, yeah. there you go. I feel good. Well, talk to me tomorrow. When I if I stay up past midnight, I usually wake up with a headache. So we'll see. Okay. All right. I got it right. So, All right. Yeah. Uh, well, that'll do it. Thanks uh, to everybody for listening, and especially to those of you who tuned in on YouTube to watch us live. Thanks to Sheil and Marissa for uh, making it happen. Zach, we've got some work to do. I'm not, I may not get any sleep tonight, but yeah, it was worth it. The Eagles are in first place at one, two, and one. So thank you all for listening. Remember to download and subscribe. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. All that good stuff. You know, we're we're doing a late night one, so you can you can hook us up. Maybe leave a comment on Apple Podcasts. Shields smirking at something. I don't know <laughs> well, what it is that he's looking no, at. No, I'm looking at our uh, I'm looking at our chat, and multiple people are saying that Zach's been looking for other jobs during this. <laughs> podcast. No, I, I I love my job. Got my, we, we, we 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 look at his phone. His monster.com up there. <laughs> He's sending cold call LinkedIn messages to people. uh, You know what? This is a lot different than like being in Atlanta and we have like a flight in two hours and, Uh and, and Bo's like, so how's the college football hall of fame yesterday? (laughs) (laughs) There you go. Okay. Well, uh, thanks to everybody for listening and for watching for Marissa, Sheil, Zach, and uh, Travis Fulgham. I'm Bo. And as always, we love you.